to Sunday service. Today's message is all about names. And I'm going to sound really smart right now, but in Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, I believe it was Juliet who says, uh, rose by, oh no, she, she says, what's in a name? A rose by any other name is still sweet smelling or something like that. You're basically saying that, you know, names don't matter. That's because she was in love with Romeo who had a different last name than what her family wanted for her to be with. But I would have to disagree because names, they are important. So as you listen to the sermon today, think about your name, all the names that you are called, as I'm speaking about all the names that I am called, and, and think about what that means to you, what it means to God, and I just pray you are blessed by the word. talk this morning about names, our names, what we are called. Um, I'm okay with my name, just okay with my name. Uh, it was cute when I was a little girl and everyone called me Shelly Belly, right? It's cute when you're little. It's not so cute when you're a middle schooler and middle schoolers learn to add other adjectives to your name like smelly, and jelly, um, you know, it kind of hurts the heart a little bit when you're called those names as a little girl. Um, but when I was younger, I looked up the meaning of what Shelly what means. And um, the first definition that came up was, was you. It was E-W-E, like a baby lamb, you. Not ew, like E-W, like yeah, but it was you. I think that's how you pronounce it, right? You, ba a baby lamb, and I was like, yeah, and the second definition was a meadow. So baby lamb and meadow. It didn't make me like my name anymore. Um, but as technology has expanded and you have more information, um, I kind of dove a little deeper this time uh, on, on what my name means, and um, which means that your name, not like what does Shelley mean. Because if you look up Shelley in the Webster's Dictionary, it just means one with a lot of shells. <laughs> Shelly, yeah, makes sense. But you look up the name, the meaning of your name. And when I looked it up, um, if you go back to its origins, and it and even goes back to Hebrew origins, this is what Shelly means. Like God. <laughs> yeah, and, oh, thanks for laughing. <laughs> like God, little rock, one with purity. And I believe those were closer to just, it just captured who I am so much, you know, one with purity. I like those a whole lot better. It's better than ew, I mean you, or um, a meadow. Um, but anyway, so you can look up your name and just find the definition that fits best for you, and then that's, that's what your name will be. Um, but your name can convey maybe your standing in a family, um, your purpose, your character. Um, like when someone calls me Shell Bell, People still do. Mostly it's some, my cousins who call me that, my mom and my cousins. And um, so when somebody calls me Shell Bell today, I know that that's a term of endearment. 
It's because they've known me a long time and it's a very, it's a very sweet thing to say. And I'll never, and it's become even sweeter because um, some of the last moments that I had with my cousin, Steve-O, and he always called me Shell Bell, and I said, I love you. I love you. And he's laying in bed and he says, I love you, Shell Bell. I love you, Shell Bell. And it was Shell Everything was, he finished his sentence with, with Shell Bell. For me, that will always be a term of endearment. So I have the nickname Shell Bell, even today. And I have another one, I'll tell you guys. Um, it was given to me by what who I call my Mexican brother from another mother, right? Um, Ramon. And um, for many years, he tried teaching us Spanish uh, when they lived up here. And terrible. I'm just going to say, I was terrible at it. But we all had our Spanish name. And like Paul was like Pablo or, you know, something like that. Paulo or whatever. They didn't have one for Shelly. So he made one up and he called me Chelly. Now, that's the name I'm called when I'm being cool. <laughs> Why are you laughing again? And tough, right? I'm called Chelly. But guess what? I'm not called Chelly very often. <laughs> right? And this last summer, I, another nickname was added to my list of nicknames. Um, it's not a very endearing one, I'll tell you that. It's not cool, like Chelly. Um, it's kind of something that I'm called when I don't think things through all the way. Um, at camp last year, I met a new friend, and her name was Shamaya. So I my sister, who's a witness, who I wish that she wasn't a witness to it, and another young man was standing there when I met Shamaya. And she says, hi, I'm, Sh I'm Shamaya. And I was like, hi, Shamaya, I'm Shameli. It just came out. It just came out. And I was like, oh, did I actually, did I say that? And I look at my sister. I look at Ronnie, and he's laughing. And I'm like, I did. I said it out loud. So there were witnesses. So now guess what my sister calls me when I do something that's, you know, just not the smartest. She's like, hey, Shameli. And I'm like, hey, she's here. And I hate to say it, but I'm called Shameli more than I am Chelly. Um, yeah. Anyway, you now know some of my nicknames that I have. Um, but in the Bible, okay, names are of utmost importance. Um, in fact, in Hebrew thought or tradition, Names are tied to your very existence, meaning if it doesn't have a name, it doesn't exist. That's, that's pretty interesting. If it doesn't have a name, it doesn't ex exist. And there's a lot of ways in the Bible that people were named. Um, it, it could signify your origin, like uh, the first human being. His name was Adam, which in Hebrew meant dust. So we know that Adam was created from the dust of the ground, and God breathed into him. So when we say Adam, we know that he was created. His origin was the literal dust of the ground. Um, your name can also signify your purpose. Uh, as consumers, as we are, names matter. When you go to buy something, when you're watching a commercial, we look at the names. We look at, at what this product does and how well it does it. When I'm buying a cleaner, I'm more apt to buy something that says magic eraser, right? Because you look at all the dirt and you're like, erase this dirt. Mr. Clean, spick and span, right? Mr. Awesome, I think, is, a, is another one that you can buy. So you look at the names. And um, I have to share this story with you. Many, 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 many years ago, Corey, who's now 26, uh, when he was about three years old, 
we went to Target to go get some stuff. And we went down the aisle with all the baby wash and lotions and all of that. And he's sitting in the cart facing me and he looks over and right there, cart eye level for a child, they know what they're doing, are these bottles. And they have on the head, they have like a Power Ranger, Scooby-Doo, um, SpongeBob, you know, all of them. And he's like, oh, can I have one? And you know, we were super poor at that time. So spending an extra dollar on something was big deal. So I thought I was being super gracious and I was like, okay, we can get that today. And so he picked out the Power Ranger one, the red, I even remember it was a red Power Ranger. We take it home and he takes a bath that night and I squirt it onto his little scrubbity thing. And I'm like, oh, this smells so good. It doesn't lather very well. But it smells so good. And it was called belly washer. So, you know, wash his belly and his whole body. But anyway, about 10 days go by. And I'm giving him a bath um, through that whole time. And finally he says, Mom, will you read it to me? So I get my superhero mom voice on. And I'm like, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, belly washers, enriched with vitamin C. And I was like, why would a body wash being enriched with vitamin C and I turn it over and there's the nutrition label on the back. I, I was washing him with juice. Yes, David. I was washing my son with juice for 10 days. Yeah. And it was in the summer. I'm like surprised that ants weren't in his bed in the morning. Cause you know, I'm washing my son with juice. So I read it to him. I'm like, Corey, mommy's been washing you with juice. And he's like, can I drink it? I was like, Sure. So I gave it to him and he drank his juice while he was in uh, the bathtub. And and it, it was called belly washers, everybody. It was called belly washers with the soap. I go to bring to bring Paul back because I tell him what I what I did. And he's like, really? So I'm like, it was in the baby aisle. So we go down and it's not there. I said, it was right here. I'm pointing to it. It was right here. And it was gone. You know where they moved it? To the juice section. Because somebody was like, I don't think this is a belly washer on the outside, but a belly washer on the inside. Guess what I learned? Names are important. Right? Names are important. Um, sometimes names told of somebody's character. Like when Sarah, she laughed when she gave birth to her son, Isaac. And you know what Isaac means? laughter. Then, then Isaac had a son, and when he was born, he was really hairy. So you know what they named him? Esau, which meant, I know Harry would be the first thing, yeah, which means Harry in Hebrew. Um, Daniel, his name means God is my judge. And we know his story. He refused to stop praying when the king gave the edict that praying should stop. But he said, the king is not my judge. Continued praying broke the law, was thrown into the lion's den, but he survived because God is his judge. He lived, literally lived his name. God is my judge. Now today, in this day and age, I would say most people maybe don't put that much thought, your origin, your character, your personality, um, your destiny, right, into, into your name. A lot of times we just think, how does this flow together? You know, how does this name sound when you put it together and for me when I was naming the boys I was like could they get made fun of because you know I grew up Shelly Belly, Shelly Smelly Belly, yeah all those things and I was like does it rhyme with anything 
bad, you know. Um, but so we there's a lot of things that go in and go into our names, and we do use like our family family names or traditions or different things like that. But um, it really doesn't matter that origin of our name right now because our name is our name. It's who we're known as. It's who we're called. Um, we know that it's important because think about how you feel when somebody remembers your name. You, you, you haven't met someone for a long time and they were like, Sandy, how are you? And you're like, you remember? You remember me, right? Have you ever had that happen? You walk into you walk into Starbucks on Friday, and they're like, "Julia, you're here," and you're like, "Yes." I mean, when you remember, when you're remembered, your name is remembered. It makes you feel special. It makes you feel seen. In fact, when you remember somebody's name, there's this undercurrent of a conversation that's happening that's not happening. What it's saying is, "I see you. I value you." I respect you when you remember somebody's name. And it's not an easy thing to do. Some people are like, I can never remember it. It's a, it's a skill. It's a talent. It's like a discipline that has, to be, that has to be learned. But when you do, you are telling that person, I see you. I remember you. I respect you. Um, but some have this belief that God sits afar off and he watches the happenings of earth from afar. But we are seen and we are valued by God individually, not as a group, right? Not as a kingdom, but as individuals. He sees us and he values us. There's an account in the Bible where a maidservant finds herself pregnant, alone, sent away by the people she was traveling with in a land she didn't know sent away from everybody else, and she finds herself scared and lost and alone, then the word tells us in Genesis 16, 8, that an angel of the Lord appeared to her and said, Hagar, slave of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? You know what I read in this? He knows her name. He doesn't say, young woman, why are you here? I see you in distress, but he says, Hagar, Hagar, he calls her by name, asks her questions. She speaks her heart back to him. And then you know what he does? He gives her instructions and he also blesses her. Then you know what she does? She gives God a name. She gives God a nickname, right? We get one. We get one by experience, by, by, by how we are. We get a nickname. God got one from Hagar that day. She says in verse, verse 13, um, let's see. She says, she gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. You know what that name was? It was El Royi. El Royi means the God who sees me. Based on her experience with God, she gave him a nickname. Isn't that beautiful? God sends a ministry angel to her. He calls her by name. She feels valued. She feels seen. And then she gives God a nickname. She is the one that you, in this story, that we read about Elroy for the very first time. It's not one that was already given to him, but she gives him that name, Elroy. 
But Hagar is not the only name that God knows. John 10, 3 says the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. He calls his sheep, that's us, by name. And he is concerned about all things that involve us. Matthew 10:30 says, oh wait, no wait. And he goes on to say, here we go. He says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. He doesn't just know our names. He knows us. He knows about us. Matthew 10.30 says he even has the very hairs of your head numbered. Amazing. He has our, our, the hairs on our head numbered. Um, he's mindful of every tear that you shed. Psalms 56 says it, says it very poetically. It says he puts our tears in a bottle, right? our tears in a bottle. He's mindful of every tear we shed. And if you read Psalms 139, and I realize I reference this chapter a lot because it's really, it's, it's just an encouraging chapter. But if you read this, you'll find the depth of which God knows you. He knows the moment you rise, the moment you sit. He knows everywhere you go, he knows what you're going to say before you say it. He knows how we're formed in our mother's womb. He knows how complex we are. He knows our past. He knows our present. And he knows our future. And he knows our heart's desires. God, creator of all things, sovereign, almighty God, knows these things about about you. We are fully known by God. Think of the person in your life that knows you the best. Who is that person who knows you the best? Even that person doesn't know everything about you. Doesn't know all your thoughts. Doesn't know all your dreams, right? Even God knows us better then we know ourselves. We can read in Romans 8 where he tells us that the Holy Spirit intercedes for us and helps us in our weaknesses. Sometimes there are weaknesses that we have that we don't even know until the Holy Spirit reveals it to us. That's, that's one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit given to us, that he can read us and intercept and intercede for us and help us with things that we don't even know that we need help with. He gives us that. So not only does he know us entirely, he knows us better than we know ourselves. So how does it make you feel to know that God knows so much about us? At times, we say, yes, we are known, we are seen. And then there are times we go, oh, no. Oh, no. Right? He, he knows it says he knows what we're going to say before we say it, but you know what? He knows the intent of what we're saying too, right? Sometimes we say something and maybe we don't mean it exactly, but God knows what we're saying and how we're saying it. He knows where we go. He knows what we see. He knows how we think of ourselves and he knows how we think about others. 
And sometimes when we go down that path too far, we can begin to think of all the wrong, all the wrong things we're thinking, all the wrong things we're doing, and we can go down a path of, of condemnation. But that's, that's not where God wants us to go. He wants us to know that he is seen, but that also we are fully loved. We are fully known by God, and we are fully loved. Psalms 103.11 says, For as high as the heavens are above, above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. God goes on to say that his love is from everlasting to everlasting. 1 John 3.1 says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. He loved us so much that he thought we were to die for. He thought we were to die for. Romans 5, 8 says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. We are loved and we are valued. Isn't that a great thing to know that we are fully known by God, fully known and still fully loved, fully and completely loved. We are known by God right now in this minute, in this second, where we're sitting, what we're thinking. He knows us fully. So why hide anything from him? Why do we? Why hide anything from him? We can lay every need every burden, every request, every struggle, every doubt before him and release it to him because he knows them anyway. So he says, just bring them to me. Bring them to me and his great love will receive them. No matter what it is, he receives them from us. I feel I, wanted, I needed to add this because I made light of all the names that I have. Shelbel, Chelly, Shameli, that's not the fun one. But you know, there were names, sometimes are names, that I call myself, or maybe that others have called me that wasn't who I was. They might have been filled with spite, anger, hurt, condemnation, driven by fear. Those names are not who I am. Those names are not who I am. And if you are guilty of calling yourself these things, or if you've heard it called of you, maybe all of your life, all of your growing up, and sometimes those names still come back to you. Sometimes you hear, you hear, you, you're so stupid. You'll never amount to anything because you've been, you've been told that. You need to know that that is not who you are. That is not your name. And if you're guilty of calling yourself that or somebody else calling you that, anything that is in contradiction to God's love for you and his word, we need to let those go. We need to let those go because that's not who you are. And it really is as simple as saying, when those names come to you, I don't receive it. God, I give this name to you because I am no longer guilty. I am no longer ashamed. Jesus, you make me worthy. Amen. That is who we are. And he will begin to fill us with who we really are. We are 
righteous in Christ. We are chosen. We are redeemed. We are unique. We are valued. We find those things in the word of God. For that's who we are in him. And did you know, this is extra, did you know that our names don't change once we get to heaven? The Bible tells us that he'll give us a new name. And I did not study out this scripture like I, like I really wanted to, but I wonder what that name will be when we get to heaven. And he says, Kyra, good job, my faithful servant. Here's your new name. Here's your new name in glory. What will that be? I'm excited to find out. I'm excited to find what my new name and glory will be. But we need to live knowing today that we are fully known by God. He knows us by name. He knows the hairs on our head, the tears that we cry. But we are fully loved by him today also. We need to be rooted and established in God's love that we can grasp how wide, how long, how high, and how deep is the love of Christ for you and be filled with the measure of all the fullness of God. There's this song um, that goes like this. It goes like, um, it says, He knows my name. He knows my every thought. He sees each tear that falls and hears me when I call. Amen. Aren't you glad we have a father? A father unlike any father we know on this earth, no matter how great that father is. He sees us, he knows us, and he hears us. Amen. Let's go ahead and stand this morning. God, I thank you for that promise in your word that tells us that you know us so well. You don't watch us from afar and just hope that things work out along the road. But God, you see us and you've directed our paths, God. You see everything concerning us. You know our thoughts, God. You know the worries and concerns that we have today, right this minute, God. And you are mindful of them. God, I pray that you help us to learn to release all of our burdens, to cast all of our cares upon you, God. For you care for us. You already know them, God. Let us not hide them from you, but bring them to the throne of grace, God. Lord, where we know that you will hear them, God, and you will answer them, Father God. Lord, I pray, God, that you help us, God, to be open books before you, God. Lord, knowing that we are safe to, com to confide in you, that you are the safe place, God. Lord, that heals us and redeems us, God, that delivers us, God. Lord, in all things, because you are faithful. You are faithful, Father. God, I praise you today, today, God, because you are so good. Help us, Father God, to share this word with someone this week. God, when we hear someone calling themselves something that they are not, let us remind them who they are, who they could be in you, God, if they are not saved. God, I pray that you help us to share the message of salvation, Lord, and redemption and love, God, to someone this week. Help us to be light to someone, God, in need this week. Father God, I pray you be with us. 
Help us, God. Walk with us this week. Give us wisdom with every step and every day. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. God is good. by the message today. And as you go throughout the rest of this week, I want you to really think about your name, about the names that you have. I have talked about how I have names for when I'm feeling cool or when I'm doing something that I wasn't quite thinking all the way through. Uh, you know, we all have names that are given us for one reason or another. Sometimes we ask for it. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes they are funny or encouraging and sometimes they are hurtful and make us feel terrible but I want you to think about all the names that you have the names you call yourself the names other people have called you and I want you to ask God to help you sift through all those names keep the names that he wants you to have and release the ones that are not edifying to you in any way ask God to to take those names away from you and replace it with names that he has given to us. And we find those in his word. And I just pray that you are blessed today. God bless you.